Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. So phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Want to hear from you guys here in Richmond reacting to the news. The commanders traded away both of their DNs, right? I I was pretty confident that one of those guys was going to be on the roster at the end of the season. Turns out Chase Young heading to San Francisco for the 49ers, and Montez Sweat will be suiting up with the Chicago Bears. You can always call in 833-804-0910, or if you're driving around or you're sitting at your cubicle at work, you can tweet me at AWAD Radio, A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. If it's a good tweet, we'll read it on air, and Jack tweets me, I think it was the right move. Both guys are going to be impact players elsewhere, but Washington couldn't spend that kind of money on the defensive line when we clearly don't have the right pieces in the secondary right now. Step in the right direction for the organization, that's for sure. And that's a great point, Jack, because when you've already paid Deron Payne, when you've paid Deron, uh, John Allen, you need to have the defensive ends leading the league in sacks if you're going to pay them as well. And, and really, even if they are, it's tough to pay so many guys in the same position. Like Michael Phillips even said last segment, you could slide Jonathan Allen over and have him rush from the outside at times, and that would really help uh, stop against the run. So there's different ways that they can have these guys line up now that John John Ridgeway's been playing well, Fedarian Mathis got into the lineup, and quite frankly, Montez Sweat and Chase Young might have been impact players in Washington, but they were impact players on the 31st-ranked defense. If you want to chime in, it's 833-804-0910. Looks like we've got our buddy Jimmy Loudmouth from Herndon on the fan. What's going on, Jimmy? Hey, Adam. Thanks for taking the call, man. Hey, it's Casey Twohill's time to shine, okay? Get those other two guys out of here. They were going to want big money, and we weren't going to give them that. So, you know, you gotta you got to face up that you got to get something for them in exchange. So we got some draft picks. Like Jack had tweeted, we got to get some help in the secondary, but we also need help in the offensive line. So we got to draft multiple folks of those positions and see who works out and see who doesn't. And we can't spend all this money on guys who just, quite frankly, aren't performing. This is their contract year, and they're they're not you know turning heads with the numbers that they're putting up so far. So you know we 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 got to go. We got to get something in return for them, and we did. You yeah. know, I'm happy it's time for Casey Twohill to show up and, and start. You big, know? big Twohill guy. I like that. And and I like your positivity right now. Are you giving up on this season, though? Are you punting for next weekend? Or are you already fo- are you focusing in on the commanders trying to beat the Patriots? I'm, I'm focused on the commanders trying to beat the Patriots. You know, everyone's acting like we have, like, 12 losses. It's like, no, the season is young, and we had to get rid of Chase Young and Montez Sweat in order to make up for, to improve for next year, we need help in the secondary. We have to get stop getting beat deep. You know, we pl- we play five defensive backs, and we're getting beat deep by, by no-name people from the Giants, you know? Like, we can't allow big completions like that down the field when, you, when you're playing uh, that type of package with a 4-2-5. And so we clearly need to draft some more people. We need to see who's going to work and who's not going to work. And we can't keep doing what we're doing, and we certainly can't afford to pay Montez Sweat and Chase Young a bunch of money, which is what they want. So you like the way Josh Harris has kind of began his ownership era making a big move at the trade deadline. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, hey, look, if Chase Young was leading the league in sacks right now, he'd still be on our squad. You know, if Montez Sweat was putting up bigger numbers, he'd be on our squad. If they were putting up Micah Parsons-type performances – 
then we would keep them, but they're not. Yeah, so and I totally agree. To okay. And that's what's so frustrating is that the defense last year, if they were playing as good as they did last year, we wouldn't be 3-5. and five. We'd probably be 5-3 and because Sam Howell's put up some decent numbers. Yeah, I mean, you know, Sam Howell's been doing as, as best he can. He had, a, you know, a really bad game against the Giants, but, you know, he bounced back against a very talented Eagles team that, you know, has beaten, you know, the Dolphins. I mean, the, the, the Eagles are right now the best team in the league. And so, uh, you know, when you put up good numbers against the best team in the league two different times and you don't come away with a win, you can't blame Sam Howell for that. You just can't. You can blame him for the Giants' loss, but you cannot blame him for his performances in other games that we've happened to lose. And right now, I mean, I like where our team is. I think we could still make the playoffs. I don't think we're punting for the season. Everyone's like, well, we're in a rebuild here. Like, no, we're just not going to pay two defensive ends. Sue us. Like, come on. We're not, we're not punting. Gosh. Good call, yeah, good call, Jimmy Loudmouth. Hey, hey, Jimmy, your boy John Bates made an appearance last game. <laughs> hey, John Bates, man, he is the hidden treasure, my guy. Let me tell you, Casey Hill, John Bates, Pro Bowl. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> well, I love the positivity. Good call. That's Loudmouth, Jimmy. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. It's 833-804-0910. But here we are on November 1st, and it is time for our first Wizards Wednesday of the season. It's a Wizards Wednesday on AWOD Radio. Field, foul line. Oh, the Persing is one-handed slam. One-handed. Tune in as Dave Johnson, play-by-play voice of the Washington Wizards, joins AWOD at 1230. Left wing for three. Oh, it's there. It's there. For a Wizards Wednesday on the fan. Dave, great to have you back with us this season. Yes, it's going to be back with you. It's my fault. I'm going to have to send some new highlights because uh, we don't want to deal with Porzingis. Uh, with <laughs> both, both big guys. We just saw Kristaps Porzingis the other night. By the way, I, I, we've got to make sure Loudmouth uh, Jimmy is, is with us listening on the Wizard. Man, he knows his stuff. He brings it strong. Uh, I mean, he's uh, no doubt a regular uh, uh, on AWOD Radio. Is that right? Absolutely, yeah. He's a great caller. And we've got a game tonight uh, at Atlanta facing off against the Hawks. What's your game preview? Well, you know, look, this is going to be another challenge. And, and uh, the other night against the Celtics, they just had a bad first quarter. Uh, not, the Celtics are, are, are primed to, to compete for the NBA title. The Wizards are not yet. That's not a headline flash. But uh, what, what hurt the Wizards the other night, Daniel Gafford didn't play. They had to go to the starting lineup. I'm not making any excuses. I'm just saying they had to go to the starting lineup that had never played together in the preseason. And quite frankly, it showed when the Celtics put up 42 in the first quarter. Over the next three quarters, it was it was a very competitive matchup. My point is, we're we're in a uh, a season where we're we're going to be looking at at micro victories, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, if if it turned into an absolute slaughter by the Celtics, that's not good. If if you're looking at players with their heads down, that's not good. And that's not the case. And it starts with Kyle Kuzma after the game and and his leadership and and he accepting that look. This is the way this season is going to go. We're going to take our lumps if we're going to get to the goal of sustained success. But what we want to see again tonight is Bilal Koulibaly. This is a fun rookie. Every night uh, he's showing that his birth certificate says he's 19 years old, but that's not the way he plays. Uh, This is another challenge that the Wizards know that, look, if they make their three-pointers, if they play defense the way they're capable of playing defense, they can knock off uh, uh, teams, uh, and, and like the Atlanta Hawks, who are playing very well right now. So, you know, this is 
I know this is weird to say, but in some ways, uh, it, it, you just have fun with this season in terms of discovery. In other words, I'm not stressed out by a loss to the Celtics or if it doesn't go well tonight. Uh, you're not going to progress and, and, and have a good culture if you lose 10 in a row. And that, you know, is something the Wizards don't plan to happen. Uh, but, but it is a, a season where we're not stressing about the wins and losses. Uh, we're focused on, you know, is this young bunch? And that right. young bunch, Benny Avia, Corey Kispert, even Daniel Gafford, who we hope can play tonight because that's why they had to make the change in the lineup on Saturday because of an ankle injury to Gafford. Uh, you know, let's see where this thing goes. Yeah, no, no, you're right. And it is a breath of fresh air to not be worried about winning every game and not be worried about, oh, is Bradley Beal, you know, scoring this many points? Is he worth his contract? Same with Porzingis. And so it is nice change of pace. And we're building for the future. And one of the guys that I think is going to take some strides this season is the 24-year-old out of Gonzaga, Corey Kispert. Now, Dave, he had 22 points in the first half against Memphis, why didn't he have 40 that night? Like, what went wrong in the second half where he stopped getting the looks? Well, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, one went wrong. It, it, it just, you know, the team, credit the opposition for adjusting and some of those looks, uh, you know, might not have not have been there that they were in in the first half. And, and that, look, that happens with all players, not, uh, uh, you know, just Corey Kispert. Uh, you know, it's why sometimes when, when a player – uh, any player, you know, is, is is you're like, wow, he's on pace for a 60. point Well, there's not been that many 60 point games in the NBA, so you know, it's just it's just the flow of the game. And and the the bottom line is, um, you know, the Wizards uh, were were in a position on Saturday against the Grizzlies team uh, where they were, you know, basically keeping them at arm's length in the fourth quarter and running away with it. So you know, if it was it was a more a competitive game, maybe, you know, the point total would have been different or et cetera. But the key thing is that Corey Kispert, you know, he, he was a 40% shooter above 40% from three last year. Uh, he, he wants to continue that this, you know, we can talk about all kinds of things, but three point shooting has to be, you know, part of, of the wizard success, certainly, but it's, it's an NBA fact. I mean, you think about, the first game against the, the Pacers, there were so many categories that were even. But the Pacers made 23, the Wizards made nine. You can do the math. Sometimes yeah. it comes simple. Uh, you know, the Celtics Monday night, look, they're the, they were the better team. Uh, for the Wizards to beat uh, the Celtics, first of all, it helped to be fully healthy. But, uh, you know, you'd have to have the three-point shot falling and the Celtics not shooting well. Et cetera, et cetera. But uh, yeah, it's just going to be fun to watch this team uh, and the discovery of, of yeah, where does Corey Kispert go? Where does Eddie Obdia go? Right. And again, talk about building the future. The future only gets to where you want to be if if you give it all every night. In other words, you don't just say, well, you know, it's okay to lose. No, that's that again, and you know this. That's not their philosophy, and that was what was key. Uh, about the other night. I mean, uh, they, they got, you know, punched in the first quarter. Yeah. In the second quarter, they lost 35-32. In the, in the third quarter, these are the meat part of the game of the Celtics. They're trying to put the Wizards away. You know, they lost that quarter 31-24. to My point being is that they got punched, but then they came back those, those meat quarters and competed. 
fourth quarter when, you know, both teams went to their benches, you know, the Wizards outscored the Celtics 32-18, but the, the, the uh, outcome was not in doubt. But you want to see that fight till the end. And, and it is significant that all right, the Wizards bench comes in and, and you know, Eugene Oberuyi in the fourth quarter, uh, and that's not a name that you might think you're hearing a lot of, but he's saying, look, play me. He scores 14 points. So, you know, this is and, – and that was the fan reaction on, on Saturday, which was so great to see on Twitter at the AJ Sports or just people talking was, you know, they, they fought. And, and, you know, after you're down 42-19 at the end of the first quarter, you know, people in between beers and hot dogs aren't looking at the, the scoreboard anymore, but they're looking at the play or listening to the play. And that was what was encouraging. And you can hear the radio party right here on 910, the fan, 730 tip-off at the Atlanta Hawks. It is a divisional contest inside of the Southeast Division. The 1-2 and two Wiz face off against the 2-2 two and two Hawks. One guy we haven't mentioned that I really like is Tyus Jones. Oh, yeah. No, he's like, I mean, this is its team. This is guys like Tyus Jones. This is guys like Jordan Poole that they've been waiting. Or I shouldn't say waiting. They've been wanting, uh, you know, the opportunity they've been given here in Washington. In other yeah. words, Jordan Poole is not in the shadow of Steph and Clay. Uh, Tyus Jones is in nobody's shadow uh, now. So, okay, this is what all these type of players want. They want the keys to the car. Uh, and, and Tyus Jones is, is taking advantage of that, and he's loving it. And he doesn't turn the ball over, which is the first <laughs> stat for any point guard, but he's showing that you know not only can he facilitate, but he can score. Um, uh, believe me, that's, that's the other part that's exciting about this, this team. These are guys that they're saying, all right, I finally have it. This is what I wanted all my life since I was, since I was um, you know, in the schoolyard playing. I wanted to be you know, one of the guys, so to speak. Well, Tyus Jones gets to be that. Jordan Poole gets to be that. Look, Kyle Kuzma has a chip. He's won a championship. But you know, he was behind LeBron and, and Anthony and et cetera. You know, part of the reason why he's excited for this opportunity, reason he's coming back, he gets to be a, the face of the franchise. And, and leading this team to where it hopes it is to same success, like the Spurs, like the Warriors, you know, name the team. And, and that's why the dramatic shift, because, look, it's the way it works in the NBA. It's not like the NFL, which you were just talking about, where you can, you know, literally have a quarterback one year, you just owe him his bonus money, and you can cut him, and you can change things, and et cetera. It's a little bit harder in the NBA because of the contracts. Um, so the Wizards are, are trying to have cap, cap flexibility, which they have, and build for the future. And and that's what we're doing right now. But that future includes tonight against Atlanta. Radio party tonight, tip-off at 7.30, and Dave encourages all the listeners to tweet him during the show, at Dave J Sports. Thanks a lot, Dave Johnson. I appreciate it. And I want Loudmouth Jimmy on the party. So come on, <laughs> Loudmouth. I need, I need you. <laughs> Sounds good. Talk to you again next week, man. All right, then. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, it's AWOD here with Stubb on the ones and twos producing the show. Stubb, how was your Halloween? Good Halloween. Good Good Halloween. Halloween. Nice. I had a good time, too. Dressed up in my pirate uh, costume, went out for a drink uh, with a couple of friends, then came home and uh, watched a scary movie. Yeah. Scary Movie 2, which is actually more of a comedy yeah, than not, a scary movie. 
Uh, what would you do? Uh, you know, went uptown, I learned, is the correct phrase for it, to some bars with some friends. Yep. And um, did you run into a lot of Barbie or Taylor Swift's? I ran into neither. Really? A lot of vampires. A lot of vampires. Like classic I noticed vampires. that too. Yeah. Vampire and and like nuns, right? Yeah, a lot and of like a, a lot, lot of people nuns. that were like like churchgoers, but like with death involved. Like there was yeah, a lot yeah, of like, yeah. like was... um, you know, wedding dresses with blood and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of guys just wearing a jersey. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm know. so against that if yeah, you're a guy. That's nothing. Like you have to do something. Because Here's the thing. It's like Jersey's so basic. Here, What I did a few years ago, I thought this was brilliant. I keep the photo in my wallet because I think it's so great. Mm. I wore my RG3 jersey, my Redskins jersey. But what I did is I painted my face white. All right? So not black face, white yeah. face with, all right, with black eyeliner around my eyes to be a zombie. So I was the dead skins. Yeah, so it's something. So, something right? above yeah, just, like just any... being, hey, I'm a sports fan. Yeah. Right. You're, you have to... You can't just be yourself. Yeah. Because if you'd wear a jersey every other day, then you can't. That's not Halloween. Yeah. So the person I was with was like, have you ever done the Hanover Walk? Did you do that growing up? I've never heard of the Hanover yeah, Walk. Yeah, it's like the, the best place to go on Halloween because every house decorates. And then uh, my, a couple of my buddies went to the Oregon Hill Parade uh, there mm. in, um, in that area down by the river. Uh, but what's interesting, in an apartment complex, it's a little weird because nobody's trick-or-treating. A lot of people had candy outside of their door, right, with a little sign said, like, uh, you know, take a treat, not knock if you want a trick. And I was like, <laughs> oh, what does that mean? Okay. <laughs> yeah, my, my walk to Carytown, there was, like, some people standing outside of their, yeah. like, apartments with candy. You know, there was, like, a mix of kids walking around. It's kind of, like, weird when you're in the... In the city, what yeah. people decide to do. For sure. And a lot of people go earlier and earlier now because it gets darker. Uh, but one thing that went viral is because of the cost of candy skyrocketing. And believe me, we talked about this last year. It was up like 19%. And I think it's up even more this year. Some people have chosen to not hand out candy anymore. There was one video of a, a couple who was giving away two liter bottles of soda. Did you see that? I haven't seen any. This is all news to me. Okay. And then there was another couple that was giving out pierogies and another <laughs> couple that was giving out pizza rolls. And they were just saying, hey, candy's too expensive. I'll cook whatever's in my damn freezer and give it away to the kids. Yeah. I <laughs> I don't know how I think about that. I, as a kid, if there were pizza rolls there, I would have absolutely gone ham and ate them. But I, I would have felt like this isn't really trick or treating. Yeah, and, right? and you know, I would have been excited to get some soda. But if it's like you're handing me a hot pizza roll and then I eat it, right? It's like, then I'm not bringing or, on candy or a cold pizza roll and a warm soda. You yeah, know? Like, what <laughs> the hell? It, and and I get it that candy's expensive. And the answer is just buy it earlier. Yeah, because there. Oh, it is the, because I went Halloween to CVS tax. yesterday try to get my friend something, and it was. Like eight dollars for like two candy bars. Yeah, you go to CVS right now and you're gonna be set. You're so yeah, you get all the candy in the world. Yeah. Um. All right. So I, I thought I thought I thought that was really interesting that some people were not giving away candy. Yeah. I and like I I get it. You know, like I if I went I I didn't buy any candy because right. I wasn't planning on being you know stationed. I'm on the second floor of an apartment. Yeah, that's we, weird. We discussed you know throwing candy down from our balcony, maybe making like a shoot. Yeah, to to slide it down like we're back cool. in COVID days. What did what about growing up? How many how many siblings do you have? I got one. I got a I got an older sister. You got an older sister. So yeah. I have a younger sister. So we used to go out in Halloween uh, together, and it was so annoying because I wanted to go out and you know break things with my friends, but I had to take care of my younger sister. I had to take care of Arielle, make sure she got home safely. <laughs> 
But um, every time we came home, we'd go to right to the living room, dump our candy on the floor, and have like an NFL draft yep. oh, where yeah. I could oh, grab yeah. her candy and she could grab mine. Yeah, and, and, and I'm sure it's different with because you're the older sibling, I'm the younger sibling. Yeah. I probably got scammed. Yeah. I bet you scammed. Oh, I scammed yeah. my sister so hard. She knew that I liked, you know, uh, the stuff that was like Swedish fish, mm-hmm. like Skittles, Starburst were always my favorites. And she liked, you know, three musk. She liked more of the chocolates. And uh-huh. so, you know, I would like chocolate too. So believe me, I wasn't giving her all my chocolate. Yeah, but that's But a I good, would get most of her Swedish fish. That works out. That yeah. works out. No, I think I think my sister would just kind of like yell at me mm-hmm. and say that I want. Yeah. I want that. And I, I would, want that. I w- <laughs> Damn it, stop. Give it to me. You know, that's so. funny. One of my favorite candies growing up, though, was Airheads. And uh, my friend and I were talking about nobody does the Airhead bit anymore where you flick it. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't know that. So you like flick, flick, flick the Airhead. All right. So you know how Airheads are like six inches, right? They're like six by, by an inch yeah, and a half, Yeah, I think maybe. they're like three. No, 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 no. That, I'm. Size matters for airheads. My airheads are six inches. I, I think promise that's a perfectly that. normal size for an airhead to be. <laughs> so you flick the airhead, right? And because it's in this plastic wrap and you're flicking it, it starts getting smaller and smaller and bulkier and bulkier. Okay. And it becomes like a, a width thing rather than a height a, thing, a girth. right? And, uh, yes, yes. I, I didn't know if you were allowed to use that term, but yes, <laughs> it's a girl thing. So, and you start flicking it, flicking it, flicking it, and if you do it so long, it will come flying out. It'll, it'll <laughs> pop out. It'll shoot out. Wait, really? Yeah, and and you can like aim it at someone. But when you do that, it becomes more compact, and like it is so much better. It tastes, it's juicier. Okay. It lasts longer in your mouth, and it's just so good. <laughs> And so airheads were always my favorite. And my second favorite was nerd rope. Are you hip to nerd rope? Oh, yeah. Because everyone knows nerds. Yeah, I I know. You get the fruity mix with it. Yeah, you get the rope. You get the rope. What about you? Uh, I'm a blue Jolly Rancher guy. Really? For life. Oh, man. Nothing like them. Nothing like them in the world. What about, don't they have sour Jolly Ranchers? Maybe. Would you do that? I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I I can do the sour. It sounds like you just like things that are blue. I love a blue. Yeah. I love a blue. Blue Starburst, too? If, if yeah, you got yeah, like a, if you got like the, the wild flavors, yeah, you know? the tropical, tropical skittles or like that. that. Yeah. yeah, I'm 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 with I'm not the chocolate. I'm more of the other kind of candy kind of guy. Imagine um, Halloween or trick or treating in California. Now that they've banned all of those colors, right? I, did we oh, talk about this on the show? No, we haven't. But... So, Hollow, uh, California completely banned skittles and other red dye that's used to make some of these candies. And I've read about it in a book. Uh, it just doesn't process in your body. Yeah, I mean, it's, and so it's for the California, best. with all these skinny people, you know, all the models that are taking all these pills to keep their butt, you know, tight, they have decided to ban Skittles, and the government backed it. So imagine I, you're going trick-or-treating in California. They're yeah, giving you're getting away, some Werther's. You're getting avocado <laughs> toast, right? You're getting, like, old people candy. Yeah, and you're getting healthy stuff. Right, you're probably getting wheat thins. You know, I, you know, I veggie guess, tails. <laughs> you know, if you grew up there, maybe you're already used to it. Yeah. you know, that's the culture. Ugh, imagine but. if you went to a house and they had steamed broccoli. <laughs> I'm throwing that at your window. I wouldn't mind right now, but as a kid, I'd be <laughs> mad. <laughs> oh man! So I uh, hope everyone had a happy Halloween. If you uh, did anything interesting around Richmond, you can always chime in. Let us know about it. Eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. Eight three three eight zero four. Zero nine ten. Did you see Mariah Carey's tweet yesterday? Yes, I did. Are you in She's or are you defong. out? I, I give me another month. 
Yeah, it's Give too me another early. month. I always say, I love Christmas. As a Jewish guy, I love Christmas more than most Christian people. Love the movies. I love getting together with family, eating a honey ham and all that stuff. And I love everything about Christmas, especially Mariah Carey's music. But not until after Thanksgiving. It's special because it's contained. Yes. it ha- I mean, she posted it yesterday, and she got a lot of hate for it. Now, it was a clever video. She was, what was she getting? She's, she's like de-thawing. De-thawing by yeah. like a guy in a pump, oh, yeah. pumpkin he's, hat. He's, he's in a Halloween outfit, yeah. like kind of scratching out the yeah. ice with an ice pick I, or I something. I think every year she tries to start it earlier, you know. Yeah, it's, her, it's Mariah time. If you look it's at Mariah the, the Google Trends, like the, if you look at the Google chart of uh-huh. the searches, it's, it's November 1st. Is really? when it starts to peak. If you look at the, the graph of like, all I want for Christmas is you. I'll, I'll see if I can find it and show it to you. Yeah, it, why don't you come back from break with that? Okay. See if we okay, upset yeah, yeah. the people of Richmond or if they support it. You're listening to AWOD on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show. It's 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. And 910 The Fan is proud to be the home of VCU basketball. They begin their season this coming Monday, November 6th. And VCU fans, need to let all of you know that you can join Sports Radio 910 The Fan, myself, Adam Epstein, and Club D3 Travel as we broadcast live from the ESPN Events Invitational Basketball Tournament this Thanksgiving. It's down in Orlando at the Walt Disney World Resort, and I'm so happy to team up with Club D3 Travel as they're owned and operated by a VCU alum and Disney experts. So why wouldn't you want to spend Thanksgiving watching VCU, watching Virginia Tech, seeing Penn State and Mike Rhodes uh, there in this exclusive tournament? And we're selling exclusive tournament packages presented by Club D3 Travel. So whether you want to stay on or off Disney property, D3 gets you in on the action. All right, it's clubd3travel.com. Very easy to visit the website, and you can scroll down and find the package for the ESPN Invitational Tournament. It's clubd3travel.com. Write this down right now, clubd3travel.com. Tell them AWOD sent you. As it is time to go around the NFL here on NFL Hits. Every regular season matchup, every head coach on the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL, NFL Hits on AWOD Radio. And joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline is Mark Schofield. And, Mark, we did have our first coach get fired late last night. Late last night, early this morning, depending on how you look at it. That's right, Josh McDaniels now out in Las Vegas along with the general manager. And I think this move was coming, even though it is still surprising, given some of the financial aspects of it. McDaniels still going to owe some guaranteed money in the Raiders' at least according to reports that I read late last season, I read a sort of difficult financial position, so they're going to have to come up with the money to still pay McDaniels going forward. But this is a team that is underwhelmed, and we've seen sort of the McDaniels situation that we saw in Denver with the Broncos repeat itself. Run a veteran quarterback out of town, bring in the guy you want. That quarterback doesn't work out. In this case, Jimmy Garoppolo. Back in Denver, it was Tim Tebow. And it ends up costing him his job. So now the Raiders are forging ahead with Aiden O'Connell. The rookie out of Purdue as their starting quarterback the rest of the way. So we'll see what happens with the Raiders, and we'll see what happens in what could be a you know 
sort of organizational shift this offseason with some of the players they have on that roster right now. Yeah, you know, I thought it was interesting that McDaniels even got a second opportunity to be a head coach. So remind me, how long did he last in Denver? It was a season and a half in Denver, I believe. Um, I was reading that, you know, in the early hours when I was putting together the story over Destination on this move. And then, of course, as you, you sort of allude to there, you have the whole Indianapolis Colts situation where he was offered that job, agreed to take it, and backed out at the last minute to go back to New England. You would think that between those two sets of circumstances, he might not get another opportunity. He did get one with the Raiders. And they tried to set up sort of New England West, right? You bring in somebody who worked with Dave Ziegler, who was a member of the Patriots organization. You bring in Garoppolo, who obviously had New England ties, Jacoby Myers, Adam Butler, and others. And, yeah, it helped you get a win against those Patriots this season, but you're coming off two pretty bad losses, obviously one to the Chicago Bears against Tyson Bagent, an undrafted Division II quarterback. But probably the straw that really broke things was on a national game, Island night, you know, island audience against the Detroit Lions, and you have that kind of performance when Devontae Adams just looks beyond frustrated. Seems to me like that was the final straw for owner Mark Davis. Yeah, and it's interesting because with the trade deadline every year, you get buyers and sellers, teams that are focused on the future like the Washington Commanders and teams that wanted to bolster their lineup, their roster for later this season. And the Atlanta Falcons made an interesting move. Benching Desmond Ritter, it's Heineke time as they face off against the Vikings. And if the playoffs started today, they'd be the four seed in the NFC at four and four. They would be, and I, I think that similar to McDaniel's move, this this move uh, to Heineke was coming because anytime you watch this Atlanta offense, and look, Commanders fans saw this up close and personal. You saw a quarterback in Desmond Ritter that was leaving opportunities for plays on the table on the field. And this is a talented offense with players like Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, and others. They've got pieces in place, Drake London, the wide receiver, to be a productive offense, to be an efficient offense, to be potentially an explosive offense. But the quarterback was holding them back at times. And, you know, with this move to Heineke, as you said, this is a team that right now would be in. And in this sort of chaotic NFC South, a division we've talked about a lot this season, they can win this division. You know, it's not like the New Orleans Saints who people like myself thought were going to sort of be a real advantage going into the year or run it away with things. They'd be in right now as the four-seed Atlanta would. But you don't want to miss that opportunity. Playoff opportunities for, you know, some for many teams don't come along every season. As a, as the Atlanta Falcons, you have an opportunity to get this team, this talented roster, into the playoffs. Squandering that when you're getting subpar quarterback performance does not seem like a wise move, particularly when you have a veteran presence in Heineke who has played well in some big games, who at least can perhaps give you some explosive plays in the passing game. So it seems like this move was coming. Now we see if it pans out. Yeah, and most Commanders fans I spoke with believed that Heineke, if given the start against the Commanders, would have won that game with Desmond Ritter's three interceptions being the backbreaker. But speaking of the Commanders, they move on from Montez Sweat and Chase Young, I thought at the beginning of the season the two would battle it out. One of them would get paid to stay in Washington. They're both out the door as the Commanders are sellers at 3-5. and five. Which of the two has the better NFL career? You know, it's interesting. And I would say even though, you know, you look at how this, this went down and how things have gone, I still would, because of where he landed yesterday, give the nod to Chase Young. Because I think you look at 
the way the San Francisco 49ers have constructed their defense in front of their defense on a whole, he's going to be in a situation where he's going to see a lot of favorable matchups. You look at that San Francisco defense in front, and obviously it starts with Nick Bosa, his former teammate at Ohio, at Ohio State, but you've also got players like Randy Gregory and Armstead and Hargrave and you know some other players that can get after the quarterback. He's going to be a situation where he might be in this season sort of part of a rotation, just be given you know, 40 snaps a game, 35 snaps a game, third and seven, go get the quarterback. And if you're an offensive coordinator, you're shifting your protections in most cases towards Nick Bosa because of what he can do. It's going to create some favorable opportunities for Yana. I think he's in a very good position as a result to go on and have a good season. And if he ends up staying in San Francisco, a fantastic run of things. It's Mark Schofield with us here on the Hadeen Mercer Rug cleaning hotline, and for years the marquee matchup in the NFL was Tom Brady against Peyton Manning, right? And then for the last few years, it feels like it's been the Chiefs against the Bills. Well, I think this year's marquee matchup will actually take place in Germany for the Frankfurt Games, and that is the Dolphins against the Chiefs. Both teams at six and two. Is this going to live up to the hype? I think so. I think so. A lot of it might depend on how Patrick Mahomes is feeling. He had this sort of flu situation. You know, he had to play the game at altitude in Denver, a cold, snowy afternoon. Now he's going to travel overseas. So I think his health will be something I want, or although everything I've heard and read says that he's going to be fine and back to 100% for that game. But there's two extremely talented teams in Miami and Kansas City. And I think this is going to be sort of – you know how you hear a golf tournament, you get sort of movement day on Saturday or you get like separation Saturday. This is kind of one of those weekends on the AFC side of things because you get this Miami-Kansas City game in Germany to sort of start the day off. Then later in the day, you get Cincinnati and, and Buffalo, which is going to be a very big game between those two teams. Cincinnati seems to have certainly righted the ship coming out of their bye and beating the San Francisco 49ers. You get an intriguing game, Baltimore and Seattle, which is going to be a big one to see how the Ravens stack up. And we can't ignore the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, that was a, you know they found a way to get it done against the Steelers this past weekend. But I think this game between Miami and Kansas City is going to live up to the hype. Mark, great stuff as always, man. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Adam. Enjoy the games this weekend. Should be a good slate. Yep. Talk to you again next week. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders. Every game can be heard right here on 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Got you covered on both ends of the dial with a two-hour pregame show and a two-hour postgame show every Sunday. Phone lines are open as we're reacting to the trade deadline day trades yesterday. Montez Sweat to the Bears. Chase Young to the 49ers. And just like that, your two defensive ends who thought they were going to break the sack record together are now no longer members of the Washington Commanders. 833-804-0910. Let's go to the phone lines here. We've got Tony in Richmond. Tony, you're on the fan. Hey, what's up, A.Y.? What's up, man? So you think this was a good trade? I think this was a great trade. I, I sit and I listen to you every day. This is the first time I've ever called a radio station before. And I listen to the junkies, and I listen to these fly-by-night Washington Commander fans, Washington Redskins fans. If you are a Washington Redskins, Washington Commanders fan today, you should be so excited. It's been 30 years of people stealing money, signing free agents that shouldn't be signed, and now it's over. With, with, cha- with, with change comes discomfort. 
Josh Hurst, Magic Johnson, they aren't going for this mediocre stuff anymore. So if you are a fan of the Washington football team, you should be ecstatic. The season starts over on Sunday. It starts over. It's a reason our defense was top ten without Chase. Mm. So all these people call. This is not fantasy football. We're not playing on names. We're playing on production. Now, as far as Sweat goes, we had to give him up because they gave us such a great pick. I would have loved to have kept him. But Chase, Chase is selfish. He's unproductive. Just like I told the guys at work. Crosby, Garrett, Aiden Hutchinson, Watt, Watt. Who are you going to bitch and put Chase in the game for? None of them. None of them. So if you're a Washington fan, you should be so excited today. You should be excited to see the game on Sunday, to see what they do, because everybody's saying people don't understand. As a defensive end, your job is to push the pressure back inside. If you're constantly crashing down, you're going to make the secondary look bad. So let's school some of these people that don't understand football out there. Oh, we got rid of Chase. Who cares? Two Hill has one less sack than Chase and plays 80% less of the, sta- of the snaps. What does that say? Right. So, I'm ready to see all these guys play. But as, as much as you're positive, me. Tony, hold on. As much as you're positive, though, as a Commanders fan, sh- aren't you slightly disappointed that your number two overall pick became a bust and you traded him away? I- I'm a little disappointed because Chase, like you said, his rookie year, he played extremely well. He only had seven sacks. He won the defensive player of the year, was doing a COVID season. I get it. He did, he did fairly well. But the whole hype about him has been completely overblown. Completely. He has, first of all, when I look at Chase and I look at I, I record every game. He has no bend. He has no move. The only thing he has is a power rush. I don't care how many times he's gotten close to the quarterback. It doesn't matter if you have 15 sacks on the season when all of them come on second down. Were any of them forced fumbles for a scoop and score? No. You played against, against Pew for the Giants a couple of weeks ago who they pulled off the streets, and you couldn't get but one sack off this guy. You could barely get around him. Then you got your dad calling him to the radio stations crying. I understand he's taking up for his son, but you're looking at the game too. He's dancing with the left tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday while Jalen Hurts, he crashes down. Jalen Hurts swings around him, throws the ball down the field. Oh, Forbes stinks. They don't stink. They stink because in, you can't hand-check receivers. You can't check them at the line. They have a free release. So if your defensive line isn't getting any pressure, guess what? Your corners stink. So that's not how it works, man. Like, people don't understand football. It's not about names. It's about production. If you're not – we've for 30 years, we've let all these mediocre guys come to D.C., steal money, not do nothing, where the joke, oh, laugh at us. It is over. I am so happy that Magic Johnson and Josh Harris, they are having it. I was hoping they was going to trade Gibson yesterday, too, get something else for him. Like, I'm tired of all these divas. It's time for us to get some dogs. Like, I don't like Bruce Allen, but Bruce Allen, his draft classes, he used to draft players. Mm. Players, just like we like Cole. So, Tony, I I agree with all your points. The only thing I'd counter is, is part of my frustration is that this isn't the first. This is the second local product that we failed here in Washington. Dwayne Haskins and Chase Young, two guys that grew up rooting for this team, and we failed them. Yeah. I get, I, I get you with that. Not, yeah. A lot of that has to do with coaching, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? As far as, 
Everybody says Jack. Jack stinks. So why was our defense ranked in the top? Yeah, they started a little slow. I don't like all the Jack schemes. I think that he's using Jamin Davis wrong. I think that he should have used Jamin Davis like Michael Parsons. That's how he should be used. That's how he was used at Kentucky. See, a lot of people don't realize the players that we have. They just look at the game. Oh, they, they know touchdowns, fumbles, and field goals. They don't know the ins and outs of the game. So we did fail him from a certain point of view as far as coaching. Dwayne Haskins, you could say as far as quarterback play, who's the best quarterback to come out of Ohio State so far? Right. C.J. Stroud looked like he might be it. Who knows? You know what I mean? So as far as he goes, it could be coaching. It could be he maybe he wasn't just that good. God rest his soul. Who knows? As far as Chase goes, I just feel like he was just overhyped. People keep saying he did this. I remember in college the year he came out, the last year he played, how announcers were saying how he was taking plays off. And now that's coming back now. When he came out, they were saying, oh, he's taking plays off. Or maybe he's just getting ready for the draft. No, that's what he does. And, that, and you don't know what he's saying in the locker room, the reports they read out yesterday, that it was tension in the locker room. So you don't know what he's saying to the coaches. He knows that the coaches aren't going to be there. So why? Oh, I'm not. I'm going to go here. i got to get my money. I'm going to play within your scheme a little bit, but as soon as I see that it's not working, I'm going to do my own thing. You don't think that was an issue? Right, right. So that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is the commander's saying, I'm not going to hold you up. Hey, well, I got to get no, up to work. Hey, Tony, you Tony. Should be, you should be happy. Tony, I'm going to call you Tony Parcells. I loved that call. <laughs> I need I need this energy once a week, man. Can you can, can you hey, please look. call me back next week? <laughs> hey, look, my whole boy's like, man, will you please call up there? Call up there. And I'm like, man, let me call this guy and talk to him, man. Did you, let me tell you what, I, hey, well, I don't see how – you work with those junkie dudes all the years you do. They are the most <laughs> negative Washington fans I have ever. I listen to them in the morning just to get me fired up. I'm like, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear what they say negative. It's always some. Maybe uh, Scott Turner was a genius. Maybe he was. That's why he took a demotion. Like, that's why every other assistant coach got head coaching jobs, and he took a demotion. And another thing, Ron Rivera should be fired simply off the fact you gave Scott Turner an extension, and our offense was never ranked over 25. Yeah. He yeah. should be fired over the fact you drafted two corners back-to-back when you let the tackle that Jacksonville took walk. Like, it's a lot of things. You let Cole Holcomb leave for $2 million, our signal caller. He looks like an all-pro in Pittsburgh. He really We does. didn't need him. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't need him. It's just so many things. I'm just tired of Ron Rivera. I'm tired of his arms being folded. I'm tired of his energy. And everybody's calling, oh, we need to get a new coach. If, if they don't give Eric the enemy a shot at being the head coach, I'm talking about the rest of this year if they fire him and next year, I'm done. Because we've let too many offensive minds leave out the building. And what people fail to realize, Eric the enemy inherited this team. These are not his players. That's what people need to understand that are listening to me. These are not Eric B. Enemy's players. He is grooming Sam Howe. Everybody else is a product of Ron Rivera, except for Wiley. He, he ended up getting him because the league screwed us, taking so long with the sale, we couldn't do anything. Yeah, that's a great point. So, come on, man. Like, I, I just get tired of hearing people call up and talk about the team. They don't know, they don't know football. Stop talking about names. Look at the game. You know what I mean? I've been a fan for 50 years. I saw – we won the Super Bowl my senior year in high school. I've seen them all. I saw the Joe Thiesman injury. I watched all this stuff. So I am a diehard fan. So it frustrates me to hear fly-by-night fans call, oh, we lost Chase, we lost – who cares? 
Who cares? I don't care. I am so glad that they're gone. These guys are going to come out here Sunday and be fired up. You're going to see a completely different team. Because once you release a cancer, it's over. That's a Hall of Fame phone call right there, Tony. I appreciate it, man. I'm gonna, <laughs> hey, I'm going to count on you to call next week, all right? All right? No doubt you are. All right, I'll talk to you later, man. You're listening to uh, AWOD Radio know. on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. Need more Tony Parcells here in Richmond calling in saying the Commanders are going to beat the Patriots. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back.